The sports fan lives here on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along this Thursday afternoon. We're getting there. We're getting to the back end of our week, and we're getting to the back end of the month of January for the last time in the month of January 2020. Jake Duran of Local 3 is in with me. What's up, Jake? Uh, Not too much, man. I woke up this morning feeling a a tad bit under the weather, Hmm. um, but I I had to power through it, had to get here. Um, It's been kind of a long week, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of... Obviously, a lot of news breaking and things like that, and not the greatest of news, but mm-hmm. we're fighting through. Had a great episode of the Sports Zone last night. Thank you. Um, if you missed it, Tanner Hoops came on the show. He talked a little. He broke down a little Marquette County basketball for us. So glad to do it. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. The uh, and and if you are interested or missed the show, we are going to post Tanner segment and all the other segments on our social media pages today and tomorrow. So definitely make sure to go on. You know, Facebook, Twitter, follow our page, Local 3 Sports Zone. I tell you what, Jake, it was really funny because right before I came here, I was back in my place a couple of blocks away, and, you know, I was having a little something to eat, had a little mac and cheese, a couple sandwiches, and I'm coming back here to the studio to meet up with you and do the show, and as I'm going into the elevator, one of my neighbors is coming out of it, and she does a double take and says, I saw you on TV last night. I was watching the Sports Zone, and I'm like... How about that? I mean, what? How small is this world? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously, I love to hear stories like that, and and that's happened to me. You know, people come up, and I and I get recognized more from from the sports zone, honestly, than than actually being on local three news on the newscast. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's great to hear stories like that. You know, it, it obviously lets me know that people are are watching and supporting the show. Um, we've been doing it now for three years, and and the show's definitely evolved as we've gone. I don't think. One season has been the same, and and um, you know it's it's just great that people continue to support the show. Obviously, um, our goal is to provide unique coverage for these student athletes. Um, you know, provide coverage that you can't see in a traditional newscast, where it's kind of I'm not saying every newscast is just kind of clear cut, dry like interviews, but this is a little bit different. We like to have fun on the show and things like that. And and I mean, over social media, obviously, I'm getting a lot of of words of encouragement to keep going and things like that and just to hear people um who t- tune in on a traditional medium such as the tv um it, it's great to hear man and and i'm grateful for the supporters out there so if you're you're a fan of the show and you watch the show and you're listening right now i mean thank you and i i definitely appreciate your support i mean it, it's a lot of work it's it's work that you know i don't i don't i don't get paid to do this work or anything like that and i'm not complaining by any means because i love doing it but it is a lot of work i do put a lot of time behind it and um, when I get when I get words of encouragement and, and good comments, uh, that obviously motivates me to keep going. So I appreciate the supporters out there. Oh, you've got your shootouts and what have you. You and I have uh, taken part in that. We've done one of those. I can't remember. Are you undefeated or winless so far this season? You're one of the two, right? Yeah. So we've had two shootouts, and I took on Allison Drant of the Bear Girls uh, basketball team. Um, no relation. Uh, no, there is a relationship. Is there yeah, really? Yeah, we're actually, yeah, we're related. Is um, that right? Yeah, so we kind of kicked it off as like a like a family thing. And How about that? Yeah, I beat her by two points, and then Marissa Delmont um, graced us with her presence uh, last night, and I beat her. Um, so I'm two and zero, and it's you know it's 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 so funny because it's such a it's such a unique thing. You know, mm-hmm. we play on these mini hoops. Literally, the players just come into the studio. Um, they get some TV time, and it's 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 a little just like it's kind of stupid that we do it, but it's. It's got a, a good, you know, reaction because I think it's just so organic. It's it's fun. It just, you know, it, it brings, you know, the players in and they get to do something and and then they get to have that as they move forward in their careers and and and, and things like that. But um, 
it, it was crazy how that happened because when we were in the meeting, uh, I got the idea of, of having like a shootout. And when I left the meeting, this was three years ago, mm-hmm. and this was the first time we talked to even discuss the sports zone. Uh, my buddy hit me up and sent me a picture of those hoops literally right when I walked out. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, you know, this this was just meant to be type of thing. And it's it's, got, it's gone well. I tell you what, those are always fun to be able to check those out. Plus, you've got highlights from the local games, what have you. Uh, big one coming up tonight. I know you're going to have some coverage on. I know that we're going to have coverage of it here in ESPN-UP as well when Westwood goes over to Iron Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually going to be our game of the week. Um, obviously, Iron Mountain, anytime they play, you could dub it the game of the it's week. It's box but, office. Yeah, but um, as you know, and, and you mentioned this last night on the Sports Zone. I don't think Westwood boys get enough credit, and if they're on their A game and they're playing, you know, their best basketball, they got the talent. I mean, Zach Carlson is one of those up and comers who's going to be a star as he progresses in his high school career. You know, they they got some good guards, some vets that you know Taylor Delangelo. I like Ty Alderton. Um, those are guys that can r- really play well, and if, if they're playing, they could give Iron Mountain. A really tough battle, and that's what I'm hoping for tonight. Um, obviously, Iron Mountain coming off a very impressive game against Nagani, an undefeated Nagani team that they they went into a pretty hostile environment and played one of their best games all season, just mm-hmm. because of the balance that they brought. And um, if they play like that, they're going to be hard to beat. But um, I really like the Westwood team. I like what they got going. Obviously, uh, Coach Sergila does a great job with them, and. I'm I'm hoping for a good game tonight. I think it's going to be a fun one. You know, with Westwood, it's such a blue-collar style of basketball that Coach Serge will get everything out of those guys. They may not be necessarily the most gifted basketball players themselves, but they're athletic. They're true athletes, every one of them, and he will get every single drop of athleticism out of them, as he does with the football squad as well. And last time they did play Iron Mountain, they held them to their season-low 53 points, and I guess if there's any kind of solace that you taking a nice matchup it's a tough place to play mm-hmm. i had to dig pretty darn deep to find the last time iron mountain lost a home game december 16 2016 wow that's a it's a tough place to go yeah. in there and try to get a win yes and it, and it all comes down to and and just looking back at that the la- that last meeting i remember kind of talking to the people standing next to me and we were just you know going back and forth and i was like this is they're kind of painting the blueprint of what you need to do mm-hmm. against iron mountain because they really were in Marcus Johnson's grill. He's an emotional player, and mm-hmm. if, if he gets frustrated, you know, he can kind of get in his head a little bit, and, and they did a good job kind of keeping Foster out of the paint and, and really hounding him and, and making those other guys beat you. Obviously, um, they weren't able to win that game, but they were very impressive for most of that game. Um, and, you know, I think they're going to try to do something similar, obviously, but if they're going to get four guys scoring in double figures and, and these role players are developing and, and getting more confidence – it's pretty scary what the uh, Iron Mountain team can can be. Obviously, they got the talent there, they got the stars, they got the role players, and and like I said, Westwood's going to have to play their best game. And um, the one thing about Westwood is they got Scott Sergio, who's one of the best motivators in all of the UP. When you talk about coaches, so I mean, I'm not saying it's it, it's impossible that they can, you know, not get the win or get mm-hmm. the win, but I think you know they got a shot. There's a shot there. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you in the sports pen. Glad you're along this Thursday afternoon. We've got play-by-play coverage of Westwood at Iron Mountain Boys Basketball tonight here at ESPN-UP. Jake will have the visuals on Local 3 later tonight. I tell you what, though, we've got a lot to get to over the course of the next hour here during the show. We've got some rumors circulating regarding both football and hockey. We might know the NHL team in Seattle's nickname. We might not. We'll tell you about that one here in a little bit. Northern Michigan student section making national news today. Congratulations yes. to the Puckheads and their 
first year of resurgence. They have been recognized as one of the top nine student sections in college hockey. How about that? Them and it's Tech great. both got up there. It's great, man. I love where the, yeah, obviously Michigan Tech, their student section is always crazy. Yeah, they, they've been pretty consistent. Um, it's just great, though, when you talk about the NMU hockey team. Obviously, Grant coming in did, is doing just a, a fantastic job. That was a home run hire by the university. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the team's getting better. They're getting national attention. They're obviously up there in the rankings. And, and um, I think outside of their team, just the environment, when you talk about the student section, when you talk about how the, the university put in all those new, you know, they, they really – putting all the new construction into the the Barry Event Center to make the games better for fan experience and things like that. So um, for the Puckheads to get some national attention, that's that's awesome. They deserve it, and it just shows where that whole program is going. The hockey team is getting better. Obviously, the, the support's there, and the university is back behind the team. I, I don't think it ever really left, but there's a little bit of – there's just some buzz to this team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I don't know what it is. You know, they play – you know, obviously their style of play is really good, but um, it's just nice knowing that NMU's in that conversation. Um, obviously, they're not – a top one two team in the nation but they're up there man and Mm -hmm. and they're in the conversation and and recruits are seeing it and i think they got they got something going there all that and more coming up over the course of next hour, Jake, though I do want to get, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl, of course, it's Super Bowl week. Why are we not on Radio Row in Miami? Why is the sports pen not happening in Miami this hey, week? Hey, I don't know. That's a really good Why question. Why Will Kane and Golik and Wingo get to go down there? And right. we're not. I think this is something we might need to do. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure where the next Super Bowl is, but who knows? Where man. is the Super Bowl next? It always rotates. It's either in like Phoenix, Miami, or New Orleans, unless there's a new stadium somewhere else, like in Minneapolis right. a few years ago. Otherwise, it's pretty much those three cities or Dallas or somewhere like that they'll just rotate the Super Bowl between those cities right I mean that would be an amazing experience to just be down there um, obviously um, the the who's who is going to be there um, big you know my it's Miami dude mm-hmm. I talk about how I'm such a fa- I've never even been to Miami I just know it's great <laughs> just from what I heard and um, I mean, that matchup is going to be great, man. Just, I mean, obviously we'll get into it, but I don't think we could have asked for a better Super Bowl matchup this year. By the way, I just Googled it. Super Bowl 55 is in Tampa. Tampa? You want to go to Tampa? I mean, we should plan that, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't care if we have to just find, you know, go on the street and just be down there and just set up. I don't care. We don't. Let's just get it done. I mean, if you watch the radio show simulcast on ESPN TV or just any of the ESPN TV shows that are down there, it's not just, you know, Radio Row, but I mean, they have this like Radio Row poolside. Like the other day, I think they were doing first take, it might have been. And like Stephen A., Max Kellerman, and Molly Quirum are hanging out poolside with Rick Ross. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's just so much. It's a big party down there all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, and just watching today, you know, the, um, everyone down there, they, they're, they're getting Obviously, athletes are down there. Mm-hmm. You're getting musicians. You're getting um, just uh, you know actors uh, and just everybody. Like mm-hmm. I said, everybody in, in in the who's who is down there, and and it's becoming more of a spectacle. Obviously, mm-hmm. and and um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of competition that these national uh, programs are are going up against. So um, it's only getting more extravagant and things like that. But for us, who knows? That's that's a, probably a good thing. Maybe if we ever get to that level, um, it would be super crazy. I mean, it's not even just football people. NFL players right. are execs, coaches that are down there. I mean, they have some great interviews here throughout this week on ESPN Radio. I know Ron Rivera, is a, you know, he is a football coach, and he was on this morning, but he was a great interview. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, you know, he's not an NFL guy yet, but he was on earlier today. David Ortiz was on Golik and Wingo. 
Uh, tomorrow, Joe Burrow is going to be on there with uh, with Golik and Wingo. I think he's going to be on. Kenny Chesney, the singer, is going to be on Golik and Wingo tomorrow morning. Right, and and you know that's just a a great variety of people that you just mentioned. You know, whether it be Tua, where you know obviously you're going to get everybody's uh, input on on the game and the matchup and things like that. But everyone is going to be able to bring their story as well, and I think that's what's so interesting. You know, when you you know going back to Tua, you could talk about the draft a little bit you hear a little bit about that and then you kind of get their insight on the game and and the way they see the game and everyone sees it differently everyone um you know has a different outlook on what the game's going to be and how it's going to play out so it's just fun to watch man and and then you talk about the sun in miami and and we're up here in the up and it's it's snowy it's cloudy and you just are like that must be just a great great time they were having a discussion yesterday during will kane's show about which owner has the bigger yacht who's got the biggest yacht of all the nfl uh nfl owners and it came down to jerry jones because of course he's in there or shad khan of the jacksonville jaguars Mm mm-hmm Two ex- extravagant owners, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I know Khan owns he owns the Jags, obviously, but he has a lot of money. I mean, he's got a pool in the stands at right. that stadium. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and um, I would have to go Jerry just yeah. because Jerry is just that type of guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty close. I mean, I, I would take either one. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I'd, can't I'd go be wrong. happy with either of those but, guys. But yeah, both those guys. It, it, it seems it seems right just because of you know their extravagance. Um, they're kind of out there, you know what I mean, and things like that. And, and yeah, that, that must be a nice, nice life. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Coming up on our first break, when we come back, we'll break down the Super Bowl a little bit more. Plus, we got some rumors that we're going to talk through with you here in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. Jake Durant with you. Glad you're along this Thursday afternoon. Local three Thursdays, and we're glad for it to have Jake in here with us. And I tell you what, Jake, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl, what's coming up here later this weekend, Miami. But uh, this is the first time that we've had you on the show since the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and eight other people, including his daughter Sunday, just outside of Los Angeles. And I know for you, like me, he was an icon of our generation, of our culture, and he is, you know, it it was one of those things that I just couldn't believe. Like, it took me a long time to be able to process that and to honestly get myself to believe it happened. But I know how big of an influence he was on you, and I want to get your thoughts, how you're feeling man, now that, you know, a few days have passed. Yeah, man, I mean, we're, what, four days out from, from Sunday, and... uh Man, I obviously like everyone else. I was I was shocked. I was at local three Sunday, um, late morning to to record a shootout with with Marissa Delmont, and we wrapped that up. I I decided to stay and and get it edited be, just to get a, like a jump start on my week. And so I was you know hour and hour and a half just focused on it, and then um, you know I was just, I had to go to the grocery store, just a typical Sunday, you mm-hmm. know, run some errands and stuff. And and I was about to leave, and I was like, I'm just gonna hit, I'm gonna check my Twitter before I leave. Because I was just so focused for an hour and a half, and in right, you know, today's age, that was it's a long time to not be mm-hmm. on social media. But I go on Twitter, and I see all I see is just one tweet that says "Rest in peace, Kobe." Yeah, that's it. So I'm thinking, you know, it's not even in my mind that it's Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this person had a dog that, or some, an animal that was named Kobe, and mm-hmm. and the the dog had passed, or the animal had passed, and I, so I just keep going. I'm like, that's sad. Keep going, and then I see the TMZ article, and I'm just like, wait, what? What's what's mm-hmm. this? TMZ doesn't have the best track record. Right. But they've been they've been better at you know they 
to breaking news, and and I think they handled that completely wrong. That's a whole different they subject. Mm-hmm. But um, I I was like, no, this can't be. And this was fairly early in the coverage, and right. you know, there it wasn't my whole timeline with Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. This was fairly early. There wasn't a lot of people talking about it. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, I didn't. I would just went into shock. Mm-hmm. And and I know everyone out there listening has lost a loved one and things like that. And and you know, you go into a state of shock where you know your mind you can't really process what's happening and things like that. That's literally how I felt. I didn't. I didn't even know why. You know what I mean? I. I. It just all hit me at once. So I'm like sitting there. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness! Like this is crazy. Like I can't believe this. Obviously, I'm, I'm getting now. I'm getting texts from you know my buddy who's a diehard LA fan. Like I can't believe this. You know, um, and things like that. Because I'm 30 years old, man. Mm-hmm. When he came in the league, I was seven years old. Yep. You know, when Shaq and Kobe were three-peated early 2000s, I was right in that age where I'm being very you know i'm looking at idols i'm trying to find where i'm trying to be i'm getting into sports mm-hmm. you know i i saw michael jordan I, I i slightly remember jordan on the wizards but i i wasn't in that you know i was mm-hmm. right outside so kobe was the guy kobe was the jordan and uh man i i remember going up to the grocery store and i i was just walking around aimlessly i, I had to get like two things i couldn't even think dude i was i was just like walking in circles like in shock and then I don't think it really hit me until, you know, the Gigi news came yeah. out because I have a I have a seven year old daughter and, and parents out there who are listening and probably had a similar reaction that that's a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um and that's when it really made really took took toll, dude, and the whole day I was just out of it, you know. Um my girlfriend was asking me if I you know, I was just like sitting at home, just like couldn't focus on anything. All I could do was just stay glued to my phone watching this and it was a hard day, man, and mm. it was. It's been a hard couple of days. I, I, you know, Monday night, I was just emotionally drained. It's like I lost somebody, you know. Right. And, and you hear the story. A lot of people say this, and and some people are on the other side of the spectrum, wondering like, how can you feel for somebody that you don't even know? But I remember so like my whole life growing up. There's Kobe moments. I remember where I was when Kobe uh, dunked that reverse on the Knicks. Yep. And looked into the camera and screamed in the camera. I remember I was at my house with my family. Everyone's chit-chatting, and I'm sitting there screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, but, you know, you can't not be a fan of Kobe. Sure, no. I remember when Kobe dunked over Steve Nash mm-hmm. in Phoenix. I remember where I was. Um, I rem- obviously remember when Kobe dropped 81. Yep. You know, I remember when Kobe hit the game winner and pulled his shirt over, mm-hmm. you know, pulled his jersey across his chest. And, and I just remember all these moments. and. And it's 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 tough, man. It's just it's tough. I I, I cried, uh, you know, multiple times just by myself. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he just had a you know, it was it's the Mamba mentality, man. I think what's what makes it more tragic is there was, you know, obviously his daughter, but seven other equally as important lives mm-hmm. on that on that helicopter. And for the fact that it just happened so sudden and. And the way it happened, and and I just I hate to, to say it, but I just put myself on that helicopter. Mm-hmm. I put my daughter on the helicopter, and and that's when it. And I can't help to do that, and, right? And I think that's when it hits me the most because I could not imagine the the horrifying experience that had to have been when, you know, because from what I heard, it, it hit the ground at 184 miles per hour. Mm. It took a minute, a full minute, in 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 that type of, you know environment a minute must have seemed like forever just knowing it's just so sad man and even four days out man just talking about it i get emotional because we lost we lost not only you know an icon in the basketball world he he was known around the world and and Mm -hmm. he was in our living rooms growing up and and like i said man he was just somebody you never thought would be able to to die you know he was a superhero man he was invincible he was was unstoppable superman Mm -hmm. and um 
oh man, just being a part of sports and, and doing this for a living and, and it hurt, man, just because you just were getting that feeling. You saw that meme with him and Gigi. Yeah. And they're like, Gigi's the next thing. Gigi's going to revolutionize women's basketball. She's going to mm-hmm. be it. Kobe's backing it. Kobe just got done saying he thinks WNB. You know, you saw where Kobe was going with it mm-hmm. in his mindset. He was just just getting started, man. And, and his daughter was just getting started. And those other people who lost their lives. There was two other kids, I think, yep. her, her Gigi's teammates mm-hmm. and, and families. And, oh, my goodness, man. It's just sad. I, 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 that's all I can say. It's tragic. It's sad. And. You know, and it's something it's going to take a long time for for us to, you know, fully process and and not get over, but just have it be all right. We are going to do our darndest to try to transition over to the Super Bowl because we are three days away from that. You've got the unstoppable, uh, seemingly unstoppable offense that the Chiefs possess against that smash mouth boa constrictor defense that San Francisco brings to the table. I keep flip flopping, Jake. I really Mm -hmm. do. They say that. Uh, defenses win championships for you. That being said, I'm still more confident in Kansas City. I'm, I'll just say, I don't have skin in the game, so I'm right. going to cheer for Kansas City. I do have a Kansas City jersey, so that kind of breaks the tie. <laughs> I did used to have a Jerry Rice jersey, though, oh, when I was real young. He's the GOAT. I, I know. How can you not yeah. like Jerry Rice? And, you know, I'm not a Niners or Chiefs fan, but right. uh, I want Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. I really do. Uh, Mitch Altis, voice of the Chiefs, he's friend of mine, friend of the show, so I'm uh, cheering for him. I yeah. talked to him a little bit earlier this week, and, you know, I, I'm a Pat Mahomes fan. I really am, and his father was a Minnesota twin, so there's a lot of ties yeah. here for me to uh, to be on the Kansas City bandwagon, but the biggest reason for me is I just, I want Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl and cement his legacy. Right. Um, I'm kind of in the same same position. I don't obviously have as many ties to the Chiefs as you, mm-hmm. um, but I am going to go with the Chiefs. I have also think it's a coin flip. Obviously, um, being a Green Bay Packer fan, I know all about the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they, they beat our behinds twice this year. There's no, no going around it. They're the better team. Um, and it took me a while to get over that loss, obviously. But once I started looking at the matchup, and you got like the best defense in the league against the best offense, you know, there's a lot of intriguing things going to be going mm-hmm. going on in the game. Obviously, you got Andy Reid, who's been an innovator in the game. You kind of got the new Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, who's not afraid to switch things up, and and he's not kind of stuck in in one mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's is a lot of intriguing matchups. Um, I kind of feel like. It might just be Kansas City's time. Obviously, you talk about Andy Reid, who's been trying to get his Super Bowl for so long. You know, I'm with you. I want to see him get this Super Bowl. It's get the monkey off his back. I think, obviously, I, I like Pat Mahomes. I think he's the best player on the field um, and, and whatnot. But then I also think about that San Francisco defense mm-hmm. and just how dominant it is and and um, at all levels. And it's going to be it's going to be a great matchup. Um it's tough, man. It's tough. I I, I want to say that the speed of Kansas City will be too much for that defense to handle. I know they got a really good defensive line, but mm-hmm. um, you're, you, you'd expect Andy Reid to know that, I'm going to guess. He's been watching film. I think he's probably got a good and idea. he's going to try to get, you know, pe- uh, people are saying Kansas City is going to get blown out. I've heard this. I, I have too. people. I don't get that, and, and I hope they're, not. They're saying that this defense is going to over just overpower the, the Kansas City offense, but... And, you know, Pat Mahomes is going to be able to, he's going to find ways to get those playmakers in space. Mm-hmm. Can, can Richard Sherman run with Tyreek Hill? No. Can Richard Sherman run with Nicole Hardman? No. He's, he's, 
he he can put himself in position, but um, if they they get open and they're running, it's going to be tough for any of those guys to stop him. And 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 obviously Andy Reid's going to get the ball to his playmakers. He's going to get the ball over to Hardman and and hope he can make a guy miss and and make a big play and things like that. They can run the ball a little bit here and there. They got one of the best pass catching tight ends, you know, two elite tight ends in this game. But mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is, I think, the better receiver of the of the sort, and that he's going to be a security blanket, but. I can bet you they're not going to have Pat Mahomes out there, you know, standing in the pocket and and taking his good old time. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Aaron Rodgers wasn't good at doing, and it's probably because of old age, he wasn't good at getting out of the the pocket and, and running. I think um, Pat Mahomes is going to obviously make some plays on uh, with his legs to try to avoid the the aggress- aggressive defensive line from the Niners. So I mean, it, it is what it is. I think it's a coin flip. Um, I just want it to be a good game. I, I really think, do. I do think it's going to be a good game. I do think it's going to be close. Um, in my heart, I'm going with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm just not. No offense to Niners fans out there. I, I, you got y'all beat beat our behinds twice. <laughs> I can't be. You know, and people are like, "Oh, don't you want the, the the team who beat your team to win?" It's like, no, I don't. No, no, I do not. Let's go. You know, let's go Kansas City. So. Um, I'm interested to see what what both coaches whip up. I mean, I think that's the main thing. It's going to be cool to see the chess match that's going to go on between Shanahan and Reed. It's like you think back to week six, I think it was, when Pat Mahomes dislocated his kneecap, and I'm reading Twitter, and all my Chiefs friends just act like the sky is falling, and now they're here. And Pat Mahomes looks like his old dominant self. I keep going back to the coaching matchup, though, Jake, because next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, I'm planning to, uh, I was trying to do show prep earlier today for it, and I couldn't because I was planning to do a ranking, like a segment ranking all 32 NFL head coaches right now. Not how they did this season, but where they are overall, their legacy. And I tell you this, Jake, number one is not going to change regardless of what happens this weekend. For me, Belichick is still going to be at number one on my list. But if Andy Reid wins this weekend, finally gets that Super Bowl, I'm thinking I'm probably going to stick him at number two. I, I really am. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I, that's all he's missing. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got the resume other than the Super Bowl, man. He's He's been successful anywhere he, he goes. He's... Um, and we've talked about the, this on recent shows. You know, he's one of the old older coaches that aren't afraid to just change it up mm-hmm. and and kind of ride the wave of what the NFL is yeah. and and I think that's why he's been able to be so successful because you get stubborn older coaches that you know this is how I've done it my whole life and this is how we're going to do it and I don't care how the NFL's changing we're just going to do it my way and um you know I I've always been a fan of Andy Reid mm-hmm. obviously he 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 was in Green Bay for a while back in the day so I'm always going to support you know the cheeseheads but um. Yeah. I mean, if he wins that Super Bowl. You got to talk about him as one of the greatest coaches, mm-hmm. just because he's he's really been on the cutting edge of a, of a lot of trends in the NFL, and he's the one leading the way. And and anytime you can be an innovator, you talk about Kobe Bryant being an innovator. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Reid is a coach that's an innovator, and he's and a lot of coaches have kind of followed formulas that he's created. So, um, I do have to agree with you. I mean, he'd be right up there with me too. Obviously, Belichick, his resume, he's he's probably mm-hmm. the goat. So, and when you talk about coaches, but. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid, that you could argue, number two, right behind him. I mean, he's done everything but win the big one. He's not only been a good coach, I mean, you could say he's been a great coach throughout the NFL, and because he's been willing to adapt to change, then he's had longevity in his NFL career. But really, he gets this one ring, and for me, he's probably already ahead of everybody else who has you know one ring as a coach. So, Carroll, Payton, 
uh, Tomlin, McCarthy, Harbaugh. He's probably ahead of all those guys if he wins on Sunday. If he loses on Sunday with this offense and goes to 0-2 in the Super Bowl, then that's that's a lot tougher where you start putting Andy Reid then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, you know, a lot of pressure is on Andy Reid because that's what everyone talks about. He, he's got to get that Super Bowl, that monkey off his back because he's had multiple opportunities. He's had very good teams and... And uh, he has a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of pressures on Pat Mahomes as well. I mean, um, this is a guy that obviously is MVP um, caliber player, and and uh, he's like the next big thing. And um, you talk about you know setting your career up for the you know the projection of, of a great great career. If Pat Mahomes wins, what is it, third year? Second is a starter. Second is a starter. Yeah. So th- third, third overall, season, technically. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's that's that would be amazing mm-hmm. to be able to win a Super Bowl that early. So. Um, I have to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot on the line. For, I mean, it's a lot on the line for everybody's. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about the Super Bowl, this is legacy for players. You know what I mean? And for coaches, and for owners, and for for franchises. You know, this is not easy to get to. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot on the line for everybody. And can you imagine if the Niners win? Mm-hmm. How they'll be? You might be looking at the next dynasty. Yeah, and where do you put Shanahan? Where would like, you put would Shanahan? you put him in the top five as far as current NFL coaches if he wins on Sunday? I would, it would be. You could definitely argue that i think it'd be hard not to put him in the top five because obviously you could put him in that obviously that conversation with one super bowl you know winning coaches mm-hmm. the, the list you just named off but then you got to talk about just you know how he's how he did how he, yeah exactly super how he impressive. got here yeah and, and he has like i said as good a, of a resume as anybody um, and and he's been very integral in putting that team together as well. Obviously, their their upper management's there, but Shanahan's a big part of that. So they've done it their way, mm-hmm. and it's not the typical way that we've seen teams being built. But um, I mean, you're talking about getting just O line, O line, O line, yep. D line, D line, D line, first round every every year, and and it, they're they're getting the they're paying it, getting it paid off, obviously. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour, so let's take our next time out. When we come back, one future Hall of Fame quarterback, well, his heir apparent might not be who we think it is. That's next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad you're along this Thursday afternoon. Here is your Sports Center update. NHLShop.com has announced their top 10 selling jerseys from the past calendar year. And still number one in the land, Sidney Crosby. Mm. Top selling jersey in the NHL according to NHLShop.com this year. Number two, Vladimir Tarasenko jumped all the way up there and... I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. You win a Stanley Cup, that'll probably happen. Yep. Alex Ovechkin was number three, Connor McDavid fourth, and then Patrice Bergeron rounds out the top five. Austin Matthews was number six. Mark andre Fleury, number seven. That was the highest among any goaltender. Then eight and ten, a couple of Dallas stars. That kind of surprised me. Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, respectively, with Patrick Kane centering them at number nine. I'm kind of surprised he dropped all the way down there. But Sidney Crosby and Mark andre Fleury got two of those top ten. I have two of those jerseys. I didn't buy them in the last year, though, so I don't think that factors into this. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the list and the names, and you got a nice mix of, of stars who've been doing, you know, been been there and mm-hmm. been there, done that, and then the younger guy, up and coming guys. Um, when you talk about the what is it, Tyler Seguin, Seguin, McDavid, uh, McDavid's a younger mm-hmm. guy. Obviously, these guys are are very polarizing figures, and and those young kids are out there watching them and idolizing them, similar to Kobe Bryant. Um, 
So yeah, I mean that that's a nice list. I wish I had heard some Detroit Red Wings, but <laughs> is it shocking? No. Do you have a Red Wings jersey? Um, not. I used to growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously outgrew it. But was no. there a player? Um, I think it was it was uh, Shanahan. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah so, that's a good guy to have. Yeah. So, and I think I just got it for like one of my buddies. I just wanted me to have it. I mm-hmm. think we were like super young, and obviously that was back in the day. Um, but no, I I don't really buy hockey jerseys. Mm. To, be, to be honest with you, I don't remember the last jersey. I know you're a huge hockey jersey jerseys component. are some of my favorite jerseys. I mean, right. those are baller. And and I did actually go to a Red Wings game. Uh, I went to the Red Wings Flyers game and and a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I was really close to buying a new Wings jersey. But I think I opted out just for a T-shirt. They're expensive, man. They are. Um, and and I don't. I, I I was growing up. I was more of a basketball jersey type mm-hmm. of guy. You know, I had. I had basically every Pistons from that mid two thousands team. I mean, and I'm talking in blue, white, red. How about uh, that tealish, like a green color? Um, no, not not as much as that. It was like an alternate logo. That was my first ever NBA jersey. It was a Pistons jersey. Yeah. I wasn't a fan, but you know, it was a cool jersey. It was Grant Hill. Yeah, I've and I had a buddy who who used to always rock the Grant Hill and things like that. But speaking of jerseys, those jerseys that the Pistons wore just last night against the the Nets, mm-hmm. those those reds with the blue lines, they yep. got they got to x those out. Man. They do. I'm so sorry, but um, though I just don't like the look of those. I don't either. I, I, need, I need just give me a bl- all black alternative. Something you know, Motor City. I know they have those Motor Cities. They're darker blue, but you know, give me like an all black, you know, murdered out uh, Motor City jersey with like an engine or something. Mm. You know, it's something really rugged. Um, I think those would be cool. But those, with those the, the blue stripes, the two stripes down the middle, it just I'm sorry, but there are some look bad right. NBA jerseys. You know, like they do those. What do they call those City Edition or whatever that they've started doing lately? Yeah. I mean, the Mavericks I'm, one is kind of growing oh, on me. No, 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 no. That I have never liked. That. I don't I know hated why. Hated it when I first saw it. Now I don't hate it as much anymore. Uh, right. Um. I I'm just not a fan of those. I just, I just think it's. I don't want to say corny, but mm. I, I don't know. Like they, they've fully embraced it. They they made the court with it and things mm-hmm. like that. But I think they could have did something better. It's just I don't know. It's similar to what the the Clippers um, are rocking that the those Braves? Los Angeles. Uh, no, the 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 one where it has Los Angeles and kind of that. Oh, that scripture yep, yeah, writing I know and, which one you're talking about. And I don't know if you've been ever been out to Los Angeles. Um, I've been out mm-hmm. there three times, but that that text that in the Los Angeles that it has it's mm-hmm. on all types of just knockoff clothing out there in LA and it just kind of looks cheap to me yep. um, so I'm just not a fan of those either um, so just just my the break. ones that say San Diego Braves are you a fan of those with the like the brown yeah because they've been wearing those lately. yeah not really to be yeah. honest with you I, I like I just like their old school stuff to be honest with you I don't know. I don't know why they decided to do that. You know, and I I get why the Celtics have kind of done theirs. They have a sharp looking. It's kind of like Gaelic lettering. Uh, it's yeah, old. I mean, those are cool, but they're still iconic in the sense that I wish they're. I mean, they're an iconic franchise that I wish they wouldn't wear those so much. Right. Plus, those are hard to read. I mean, I would hate to be yeah. uh, doing radio for that game. I tell right. you what. Hey, man. Um, you- Uniforms and attire is key, and you know, obviously, I'm not saying that's what brings players in, especially when you talk professional level, mm-hmm. maybe more college. But um, players like to look nice. I like the I like the Boston black jerseys. Those are I sweet. do too, yeah. absolutely. Those are my favorite ones of the Boston jerseys. Anyway, Sidney Crosby has the highest selling jersey according to NHLShop.com from the past year. The Big Ten has suspended Wisconsin's Brad Davison for one game for his actions Monday night at Iowa. Davison will serve the suspension Saturday night against Michigan State. And finally, it's an election year, but the one that we should be keeping an eye on, I know which one everyone is keeping an eye on, but the one that we should be keeping an eye on, 
does not involve a human candidate. And that's happening in Fairhaven, Vermont, where the two contenders are a dog and a goat running for mayor in Fairhaven, Vermont. Sammy, a six-year-old German shepherd who works for the Fairhaven uh, Canine Unit, is challenging the town's incumbent mayor, Lincoln the Goat, who was elected last year by just three votes. You gotta stick with the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, he's, he's the, the goat. goat. You're not gonna go with the police dog. You know, I, thank you for I'm a, your service, I love, Sammy. I'm a dog guy. I'm mm-hmm. definitely a dog guy. I'm actually allergic to cats, so same. Um, you know, I love dogs, but you know, you can't go with. He's the literal goat. Lincoln the goat or Sammy the the canine that you know she's trained to sniff out drugs. I read an article that said she goes and visits the schools. Oh, I'm wow. sure the she's kids love seeing. She's versatile. doing it. I mean, she's she's going out there and campaigning, getting her name <laughs> out there and everything. And I tell you what, it is. There are some cities that will just do stuff like this. Like they will have enough people that want to vote for somebody who can't physically govern. Like, isn't there a town in Minnesota where a three-year-old won the mayor election? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's funny. Like, people wrote in Harambe, yeah. like, during the presidential exactly. election, so it doesn't shock me that stuff like this happens, but a town could elect a goat or a dog. A real town this year could elect a goat or a dog as their next I'm mayor. I'm not sure how I feel. I'm not sure if that that's it. I mean, obviously, it's funny, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, something to get a chuckle out of, but mm-hmm. is that... Is that where we're at right now? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I tell you what. I'm not getting into politics by any means, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I would vote for the goat or the dog in in several elections. I'd hear the debate. Let's just say I, I want to hear that. Let's just say that. I'm just kidding. I like political. Gear. <laughs> I tell you what, though, that's your Sports Center update. This is a rumor. We're going to be talking a lot of rumors here in the back half of the show, so we're going to be gossiping here. We're going to be like, you know. 13-year-old middle schooler, something like that. We're going to be doing a lot of gossiping because there are two big rumors that have come out here in the last couple of days. And the first one I want to get into was uh, brought up yesterday during Will Kane's show. Uh, Mike Florio and uh, those guys at Pro Football Focus, they have been somehow got uh, pretty sneaky, let's say that. They have been sneaky. And Jay Glazer, known as the Glaze, as you know, he calls himself, uh, he reported that when Drew Brees decides to retire, the heir apparent to him will be Taysom Hill at quarterback, not Teddy Bridgewater. Now, the Saints haven't confirmed this, but Jay Glazer and Mike Florio are saying that this is the inside track, that Sean Payton is going to go with Taysom Hill. Drew Brees is welcome back. If he wants back, he's going to be back. Sean Payton did say that, but Brees, who is still uh, contemplating retirement, he's 41, if he doesn't come back, if and when, because he won't last forever, Taysom Hill is reportedly going to be the quarterback going forward, not Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. Now, what Will brought up yesterday during his show, and I, I give him credit because I think he's absolutely right, is that either boils down to two possibilities. One, that there's something about Teddy Bridgewater. There's a lack of trust there, a vote of no confidence. And if Teddy's going to go play somewhere else, which he will if he doesn't get the starting job in New Orleans, then should buyers beware that there could be something that Sean Payton sees, and that's why he's not turning over the keys to the car to Teddy Bridgewater. Or option number two, which is the one I'm going with, is that Sean Payton is trying to go the Lamar Jackson route with a versatile quarterback who has a career passer rating of 46. I think he's attempted like 13 passes in his career, but he's been far more effective being used for things like trick plays, running the ball, mm-hmm. stuff like even returning kicks. He is so versatile, and he is a, like 
he's a passer last. You get pass first guys like Pat Mahomes. He is a pass last guy like Lamar Jackson. And I wonder if that's what Sean Payton's doing here is he's trying to go the route John Harbaugh did because Payton, just like Harbaugh, is a great and creative offensive coach. And I wonder if that's the route he's trying to go. He thinks Taysom Hill is the next Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm just going to go with the saying, if it's broke, don't, if it's not uh, broke, don't fix it mm. type of deal. I'm sorry, but, you know, Taysom Hill's not Lamar Jackson in my <laughs> eyes. I'm, I'm sorry. Trust me, Taysom Hill is a, a great talent. I think he's found a niche there in New Orleans. But why take him out of that where, you know, defenses have to be ready, you know, it, it, unless, you know, New Orleans thinks maybe injury history. Obviously, Teddy, like, snapped his leg in half, mm-hmm. you know, just walking in practice, or maybe they just don't trust um, him being able to handle the starting job 16 games. So in you're a going with the buyer beware. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go maybe that. I mean, if because he played well when he played this he did. season. Absolutely did. Why would not? Why wouldn't you just let him kind of step in and and continue that and have Taysom Hill not as a backup role, but kind of a, a complementary role where mm-hmm. you can still run those trick plays, still catch teams off guard, and if say if Teddy does get hurt or something, then you still have him that can come in and and play quarterback. But I just feel like for Taysom Hill, I, I would I would wouldn't want to stop doing what I've been mm-hmm. doing because he's really carved out you know a career in the NFL. Um, he was kind of you know he, he's obviously didn't start his career there in in New Orleans and um, he's found success there. So. It just doesn't make sense to me. There has to be something maybe about like injury history. Um, you know, can he can he last a full season type mm-hmm. of deal? Because for me, I think it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, let Teddy come in there, who's who's been sitting behind Drew Brees, learning from him, has shown he can get it done with that with that supporting cast, and then just keep Taysom Hill there doing what he's been doing and, and what what has kind of given you like an X factor type of of, of vibe, and you know. Just do Taysom Hill stuff, and mm-hmm. that's be the, the complete player and, and be able to kind of do everything, the utility man type of deal. So I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting to me. And, and yeah, I don't, trust, I don't trust that he can be accurate and throw the right. ball enough. Like, you haven't seen it. You've seen Teddy do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it, it really doesn't make sense. And I'm sorry, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's really good. No one's you, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, he's really good. You can run plays like, like you do for Lamar. But Lamar's just on another level when you talk about speed mm-hmm. and just shiftiness and and Taysom Hill's a great athlete don't get me wrong but I feel like he he'd be easier to bottle up and and um and, and then if you talk about he doesn't scare people through the air then he's he seems like he's pretty easy to stop well, he's more dangerous when it's like oh Taysom Hill's on the on the field what's right. what's about to happen and then he gets a handoff or you know he's playing receiver or mm-hmm. he's he's getting a pitch and tossing it it's like that's where he's more dangerous, I feel. When you think about the way that team is built, I mean, yeah, they've got the running game to be able to do it, like Mark Ingram's in Baltimore. They have Alvin Kamara in, uh, and Latavius Murray in New Orleans. They would have to load up at the tight end position a little bit better because yeah. I think their third-string tight end right now is a D3 guy, and Baltimore was having uh, three tight ends on the field at almost all times. You know who would hate this move the most, if this turns out to be true, would be Michael Thomas. I mean, you have maybe the best receiver in football, and you're going to start limiting him, yeah. limiting his uh, his production. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, because in order for Taysom Hill to find success, that means you're going to be taking attempts away from Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. who's who's my right now my favorite player in the league. Mm. Um, even as a Michigan fan, I know he went to Ohio State, and the, and there's that. But yeah. he's like my favorite player to watch right now, and and it just feels right that Teddy could go in there. Teddy has the arm; he could get the ball to, to Michael Thomas. We actually seen him do it, mm-hmm. um, and he's more of a tra- traditional style quarterback. Um, and I'm not saying he's like he's stuck to the ground. He's not like Tom Brady. Obviously, he's not a sprinter. But, right. But he knows the offense, and and you know you gotta you gotta just do what works. Why why switch up? You have a, a good a good situation there where you know Teddy has learned and he knows the offense and knows the objectives and and knows all the little niches and and nooks and crannies of the offense. Why why change that? That's why it just doesn't make sense to me. They've got the O-line and they've got the running game to be able to pull off what Harbaugh has done with Lamar Jackson, but the rest of that team just isn't built for that. And I'm sorry, you just can't replace Drew Brees with Taysom Hill. You can't do that. You can't make that kind of leap. But if there is any coach that I'm confident could do something like that, there's maybe a few, and Peyton would fall into that category. I'm sorry, but if Taysom Hill was an NFL starting quarterback, he would have become that right, right off the jump yeah. or within a couple of years, not, you know let's make you be a running back or a receiver. Why not put him at quarterback then? Um, and I know he has played quarterback, but why wasn't he in the discussion, you know, in his first stop or something like that? Um, unless he's just somehow gotten miraculously better throwing the ball. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just don't see it. I just don't know why you would, you'd go that route and let a guy like Teddy Bridgewater go. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Let's take our last time out. We got another rumor as it relates to the ice. We may or may not know what they're going to call the Seattle franchise. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of today's show, it's available on demand with The Sports Pen podcast. Get it from the Apple Store, Google Play, or look up ESPNUP.com and check out the on-demand there. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad that you're along. We may or may not know what the NHL expansion franchise in Seattle will be called. That's coming up here. We've got another rumor to share with you. First, though, one other thing I want to bring up with Jake, your stat of the day. Dusty Baker officially was introduced as the next manager of the Houston Astros last night. He is one of three managers in Major League history to take four different teams to the postseason. The other two, Billy Martin and Davey Johnson. Dusty, of course, has done it with the Cubs, the Giants, the Reds, and the Nationals. First time in the American League, though, for him as a manager. And if they do end up making the playoffs, which they should, they won 107 games last year, he will become the only manager in Major League history to take five different teams to the playoffs. That's that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might have just been situational. Maybe he, he took over some some rosters that obviously have talent but you know anytime like i said it was similar with andy Reid. anytime you're consistently finding success in multiple places there's something you're doing that is working and that you you know are good at and and shout out dusty baker man yep. obviously it's a name that a, a lot of people most people in baseball know and and a guy who's been doing it at the highest level for a long time and just a good guy one of the good guys in mm-hmm. baseball and i tell you what this will be the most talented roster he's ever taken over so a chance to make history by this time next year mm-hmm. Before we get into 
our rumor about the NHL Seattle franchise. I want to share this with you. I thought you would appreciate this because I saw this earlier today. And I'm like, this is insane. The Professional Basketball League in North Korea has its wacky set of rules or whatever. And I'm just I'm reading these and they're fascinating. Like, I want to see this game. Pro basketball in North Korea. A slam dunk is worth three points instead of two. If you dunk it, you get an extra point. Field goals in the final three minutes of the game are worth eight points. Wow. Eight points in the final three minutes instead of two or from behind the arc, what have you. Uh, Three-pointers themselves are worth four if the ball doesn't touch the rim. If Just for a swish, you get an extra point. And I, I kind of love this one. A point is taken away from your score for every missed free throw. Are they have? Do they have people like on real time adding up these points? You got to be a, a math genius if you're a coach. Like, all right, we need to get a, three swishes, two dunks. Uh, in, a, in a minute, everything will be eight points, so we could really catch back up. We're down fifty-five. We still have a shot. And we got to foul the big seven-six center that can't. You know, he shoots like thirty percent of the foul yeah. line. We'll get right back into this thing. Hey, it sounds interesting. Um, I want to see this. this I don't cool. know. If, I don't know if I want that in the NBA, but I want to see that. Right? Yeah. I don't think the NBA is a place for something like that. But mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about a different league that's experimenting and. Um, obviously, every you know, sport is a big strategy, and I think that kind of opens it up for just a, more of a of a strategic type of game where you can, you know, it's not only just matchups, but you know, like I said, you could be down X amount of points mm-hmm. and, and still work your way in. You're never really out of it. Obviously, that adds excitement for for the people watching. So um, it's interesting, and you know. Like like you said, I would, I would love to see it and just to see how it works out. But I just feel like as a coach, I would just lose my mind. I just wouldn't, wouldn't know like what we. I'd be in the thing like we could do one of thirty things here yeah. to try to get back in this game. But yeah, that's cool. Eight points for a basket in the final three minutes of your like. What would the scores be? That's what I'm saying. You could be a player. You could you know I'm, I'm averaging eighty points a game <laughs> and on on fifteen <laughs> shots. It's crazy. It's pretty about efficient. That. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. And then the miss foul shot, you lose a point. I mean, there's strategy to that. If the NBA were to adopt one of those rules, which one would you be most comfortable with? I know which one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, but I want to hear which one you. Think. Um, you know, I I I don't mind the whole dunking thing. That's the one I was know, going with because yep. it's not 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 anything crazy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of a, uh, you know, supporter of the four point line. Honestly, mm. that they were talking about in the NBA. I was. I mean, I think the game doesn't need to be switched. Really, I like how the game is, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think the NBA needs to go to an extreme where it's like eight point eight point with a couple minutes you know what i mean i think something very slight something very you know small as this so, okay you get that's a three-pointer basically mm-hmm. to dunk it um maybe we'd see a lot more guys trying to post some guys and things like that and you know i'd I love to see that how do you feel about the three-point rule where you get an extra point if it doesn't hit the rim that another thing like like something like that too yeah, yeah. I, you, you know maybe that uh because then it, you know, it, having a sharpshooter or someone mm-hmm. who's, you know, like a Kyle Korver would would just mean that much more yep. and, and things like that. But something where it like adds just a point is mm-hmm. fine. I don't need something where it's like you're getting eight points. No, 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 you know that's just that's kind of just ridiculous. That'd be because, last on my list because if you could play a, a complete game as a team and still somehow lose the game, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like what are we really playing these first couple minutes for here? If I could change any rule in basketball, and I don't know that I'd, I'm not even in favor of this, I'm just saying if there's a rule change that would be really fun to see, it would be like we would play basketball with hockey rules if you got a foul. So if you get a foul, then you're playing five on four for like a minute. 
It's basically yeah, a power play. How much fun would that be? That would be fun. That would be that would be interesting. To be honest with you, like there's like a penalty box mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're sitting a player out, you're at a, a, an extreme disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But um, defenses could kind of transition into trying to go to like a box defense if you have four guys. Yep. Like, do what you can. Obviously, you'd have to go into zone, but uh, yeah, that would be interesting too. Especially if there's no shot clock, you can just try to hold the ball for like a minute. I, th- I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. But, I was kind of just just playing with the idea of like maybe letting goaltending be be allowed, but that okay. that, that would be that'd be tough because you could just have a guy kind of down right. below just slapping the ball away. So maybe that wouldn't work as much, but um, who knows? Dan Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad you're along. A report came out yesterday, and this is a rumor that has not been confirmed nor denied by the team that the expansion franchise that's based in Seattle, the NHL expansion franchise, will be nicknamed the Seattle Kraken. That is the rumor that's going around. The team said that they are not confirming that, but they haven't denied it either. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know the nickname. We have an idea what the colors are going to be, but nothing set in stone. I personally don't like that that name, the Kraken. I mean, it it doesn't have anything to do with the city as far as I know. It just sounds weird, the Seattle Kraken. I hope that's not the name. I hope this is just a rumor, but that's the story that came out of Seattle yesterday. Yeah, I mean... See, I'm 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 up I'm up in the air with this one because I kind of see where they're going with that because obviously that is an ocean beast or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say and and I know obviously when you talk about Seattle, Washington, you talk about the fish market they have there, you know their economies definitely rely heavily on on ocean seafood type of deal like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of see the connection they have made there. Um, it's the Seattle Kraken. Does that roll off the tongue? Does not that really. fit with, you know, not really. It kind of seems like, obviously, it's an expansion team. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like maybe like a, a G League team right. name or mm-hmm. something like that. It's not. Could I come up with a better name off the top of my head right now? No. But I got. I would be hard pressed to think that there's not maybe a better option out there. They have a list of 13 potential names that the ownership group at least registered for. Mm-hmm. So they technically have somewhat of a liberal trademark in a sense on these the seattle totems the seattle emeralds the sea lions the seals the sockeyes the renegades the whales the cougars the eagles the firebirds or the rainiers Ugh. Mm. i don't even know if There's any a of lot those i'm really. in love with on yeah. that they're kind of all over the place uh-huh. um obviously i don't want something you know like cougar or something right like like, cougars eagles i mean that's way too generic yeah we don't want that no it's got to be something that that kind of represents the city a little bit Mm -hmm. like i mean totems and reindeer i get they're representing the city but i I don't know if those are it i'm just not sure that's it i don't know what a sockeye is but and it's spelled just like it sounds right a sockeye Sockeye. the seattle sockeyes though does Uh, that flow it does flow a little bit obviously oh it's a salmon i just looked it up it's a salmon that makes sense. Okay. That's different. The Seattle Sockeyes. The Sockeyes. Think of the uniforms that you could do with that. The mascot. That's what I mean. That'd be. Uh, it's starting to grow on me a little it's bit. A little the bit. Seattle Sockeyes are yeah. starting to grow on me. I think it does have to, you know, it has to be something that, uh, like, it revolves around the ocean, I mm-hmm. think, a little bit, because that's kind of what Seattle is known for. Yeah, the Mariners, the Seahawks. Right. You know, it's, some, it's an animal that's near the ocean or in the ocean, so... Um, that's you know I, I get the Kraken, 
but maybe maybe it's more something like like an actual fish or something. I don't really know. I would say Sword seals would be. Seals. I'd go with the seal because we used to have the California Golden Seals in the seventies. Those logos and uniforms are great. Seattle seals. Seattle seals. I could be okay with it's that. Not very intimidating. No, it's anything, not. But no, but uh, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. An angry seal. I mean, an apparently. Angry seal. I mean, if you actually do your research on seals, and I'm not an expert by any means, but they're mean animals. They are. They they're can very be. vicious. That's and, why I'm and, saying the logo, like, put it on the uniform of, like, a seal snapping a hockey stick in half with its mouth. There you go. Yeah, like, people didn't think a penguin would be intimidating. But look at them, five cups. <laughs> Still not intimidating. <laughs> Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. With that, we're out of time. Appreciate you being here as always, my man. What do we need to know coming up at Local 3? Man, um, just keep on tuning into the Sports Zone. I like I said, I appreciate the support from everyone who who tunes in every Wednesday night or is is you know on our social media commenting and, and interacting with us. Uh, like I said, man, we're just kind of focused right now on on the the winter sports season and and uh, just getting through that. Obviously, we're trekking through NMU, and Michigan Tech. They have a lot of athletic teams that are doing great things. So um, just staying caught up, man. Come come hang out with me, you know, on the weekend, on the weekdays, I should say, 6 and 11. Tanner and Jake with you once again. I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and it's my hope you join me. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.